Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. In today's episode, I am so ready to come to you with this heartfelt experience of what the transformation was like going from public school teacher to a homeschool mom and then to a micro school creator. I want to share with you what helped me along the way when I was petrified, overwhelmed, and had no idea what I was doing. When I left my career, I had no idea where God was leading me. This little seed that I had in my heart to be home with my children, to teach, to teach from my home, I could just see it. I could see the little house in my backyard. I could see just walking out there every day with my cup of coffee and be with my children and other children, teach the way I wanted to teach. But so many years of working in public school, that dream just slowly started to slip away. And when I decided to leave, I didn't know where God was calling me. My children were grown up, were growing up, not like 20, okay, but my daughter's were seven and 11 and it was in the middle of a pandemic. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know why God was just pulling my heart to leave something that I love so much, but I was just so burnt and I was exhausted. And I just knew that I couldn't keep telling teachers as an instructional coach to keep doing what I didn't believe in anymore. So there were some very prominent things that helped push me and nudge me along the way. So today, I'm going to share with you my top five. If I could go back and really collect, what were five big things that I was really leaning into before I left this career and started homeschooling my daughters and creating this micro school? I'm ready to share it. I hope that you've got yourself in a good comfy position, you're driving to work, just letting yourself release anything that's causing you to be bogged down. I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like, especially if you are driving to your career this morning or wherever you're listening to this, maybe a couple months from now, maybe it's a a week from now, and you're just wrestling with this idea that you know you could do something far better or far more exciting. Tune in. Listen to that call on your heart. We're here for it today. Let's get started. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Well, I am just so delighted that you are back here 
with Teacher Let Your Light Shine. If it's your first time listening, welcome. We're so happy to have you. I invite you to join our Facebook group full of teachers and homeschool mothers who are working to do the best they can for their own children and other children and really create and transform an education experience that lights not only us as adults up, but most importantly, our children. And so I invite you to come to our Facebook group that is Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business. And that is the T-L-Y-L-S that stands for Teacher Let Your Light Shine Podcast. So look us up on Facebook. And, you know, here at Teacher Let Your Light Shine, we serve a variety of teachers and parents. So wherever you are in this journey, you are welcomed and you are supported. I work with teachers and mothers who are beginning their micro schools. They're in it. They're they're building it. I'm coaching them. We're working together. I'm holding their hand. They're releasing their joys, their celebrations, their trials, and we're in it together, building a legacy. And I also have teachers and parents who are just coming to the idea and they're trying to sort out, what is this all about? What does it look like? How can this really happen for me? And there are several teachers that even after having one Clarity coaching session, they're ready and they take all of the information and they start getting to work. So I want you to know that no matter where you are, even if you're sitting there going, I don't know about this, can this really be something that I enjoy? Can this be something that is great for my family? Can I really leave my position and start my own school, even from my house or renting a building? I want you to know that your questions, your concerns, your celebrations, where you are, we meet you where you are and you are so welcome to be with us. So join our Facebook group and you can also go to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com and there's more information about how we serve our beautiful family of teachers and parents. And in addition, if you are starting your micro school and you are just ready to jump all in and you want all of the advertising that we do aside from social media, stay tuned because on Monday we are opening the doors to all of our products that will help you market and advertise your homeschooling business without social media. So let's get into today's episode, going from public school teacher to homeschool mom to micro school creator. What were the big five golden nuggets that really helped give me a foundation and the courage to step away, to start doing something that I had never done before, and then to, on top of that, create an experience for other families? Well, number one, before I even left public school, I started learning the truth and I really began to be okay with being different. I would every day going to school, knowing I was grateful for what I had, but just knowing that there was so much more, I would listen to podcasts just about how education was changing. And I started to listen to podcasts of homeschoolers and I thought, I'll never homeschool. They're like, no, but it just seems fascinating. It just, I, I love being with my kids, but my kids are grown now. I always wanted to keep them at home with me, but I had to work. Gosh, it just seems like a little distant dream. And it's just fascinating to me, but I never could find 
the person who was leaving public school as a teacher to become homeschool mom. I always felt like I listened to people who were the ones saying, I fell into homeschooling and I I didn't know that I was going to end up doing it. Or I always knew I wanted to be at home and be a stay-at-home mom and homeschool my children, but I wasn't there. I was a professional who wanted to continue teaching, but I wanted to be with my daughters as well. So I couldn't find that person. I was like searching for her. And I would even type in public school teacher gone homeschool mom. And I'm like, okay, there's no one out there who does this that I could find. Obviously there are. But I began listening to the truth of what homeschooling looked like. I started pulling the curtains off my own eyes of what was really happening in public school. I became very close with my administrators. I was an instructional coach and just really had an incredible relationship with my leaders and started noticing that they too were struggling and we just knew that our hands were tied. And it's a hard truth to learn whenever you realize that there's not going to be an end in sight and what you know can really work for children. So I started to listen to others who were doing what I wanted to do. Now, they weren't wanting to build micro schools at this time. I didn't even know this existed, but I soaked it up that they were staying home. They were teaching their kids. And I started listening to some people who were creating homeschool pods. And I'm like, I wonder if they could monetize off of that because, you know, I could see myself doing that. I've got the skills. I, at the time, was pretty much just listening to people who were completely against public school. So I was thinking, gosh, this is like, don't tell anybody that you're listening to this because you go there every day and to this brick and mortar place and you tell everybody to do what you are hearing other people say is the wrong thing to do. We're leading herds of cattle to the slaughter, it felt like. And I just became very conflicted in my heart. I started listening to documentaries about public education. I started paying attention to what was even happening in private schools. And I thought, okay, you know what? This is too much right now. I think I'm crazy. But I do want to find this niche of people, these mothers who want to do something different, but still work with their children. So I tried to find mothers who had specifically left public school and began homeschooling. But like I said, I couldn't find any. I was even looking on YouTube videos. I found homeschooling parents, but it made my perception on homeschooling change and my perception of public school. Because the problem is, is that we start becoming so ingrained in what we do that we don't realize that it can be toxic or it's poisoning not only others, but our own selves, our own mind, our own thoughts. And while I had incredible experiences teaching in public school, there was just this underlying quiet part in my spirit that was like, this isn't right. Something's off here. Something's just not making sense. Why are we doing what we're doing? I was feeling so torn and I was wrestling because I knew I was breaking away. And I don't think that I really wanted to break away, to tell you the truth. And I started listening to a podcast called Heidi St. John, The Busy Mom. I was probably probably looking for, you know, strategies of, you know, being a more productive, present mother or 
homeschooling, whatever it may be. And she started nailing down some truth right now. She's running for a position in Congress. She's just an incredible lady. But for years I listened to her and she really started awakening me to homeschooling your children. And she had seven children, I believe, or maybe it's not even that many, but tons of children. I saw her at a conference over the summer. She's just a wonderful wealth of knowledge. So if you are interested, you can go to Heidi St. John, the busy mom. Right now, I think she's talking a lot about some of her political campaign. But if you go to several earlier episodes, you can find a wealth of knowledge about homeschooling your children. She's from Washington, which is where a lot of people are finding that our education system needs micro schools so much. But I love being with my daughters. They're growing up. I want to cherish this time. I'm always working. I felt like at school, not getting home till five, six o'clock at night, leaving seven o'clock in the morning. But how weird would it be for me to start homeschooling? I mean, people are going to be like, you are doing what? Your teacher of the year, a couple of times, your instructional coach, you're going to be an administrator. And now you're just going to and start homeschooling your kids. So in a nutshell, I started listening to the truth that was different than what the truth I had always accepted. And that is not an easy thing to do. But I encourage you, if you are wrestling, you are being called to do something that you're not accustomed to, that you're not familiar with, and it's going to require you to start learning things that you may have never learned before. Number two, I learned to chase the dream. And I'm not being fluffy about this. I'm telling you right now, I learned to chase what it was that was pulling me away from what I had always wanted to do. And I chose to listen to it. I chose not to sit around and be a part of the problem and complain about what I didn't like about the problem. And that wasn't easy either. Chasing the dream is like chasing a lion and it feels really great at first. You got this vision in your mind and then when you're really setting out to do it, it is a scary thing to try to accomplish. Even if you are drafting a dream right now, that's exactly what happened for me. Several years ago, my husband and I, I just kept planting the seed to him and to so many people that I worked with. I did not stop telling people I want to have my own school one day, not like a big school. I just want to teach from my living room. I want to teach from my back porch. I want to have my socks on. I want to laugh. I want to dance. I want to sing. I want to be silly. I want to have kids in my house. I want to see them just enjoying their childhood because right now, this is the furthest thing from a dream. (laughs) And so I really just learned that if I'm not happy where I'm at, I'm going to have to make a change. My master's degree. My husband trying to tell me at the beginning of this dream 10 years ago, uh, how are you going to make money, honey? Because at that point, you know, that was, we were young. And so he was frightened that I was going to try to leave my teaching job right after I got my master's degree and start with my little children in my basement. He's like, you just got your master's degree. You've got so much potential. Keep going down that track, honey. And now he is the biggest proponent, I must say of what we are doing. He is the one, his heart changed about six years, seven years ago, and was like, we got to get out of this. You need to get out of this. 
you have so much value that you could offer families. You should think about homeschooling. I'm like, no, no. He's like, you should start your own business. No, I kept resisting it for the longest time. And then I was like, you know what? Just let it go. And this might really be something that is worth your time, your talent, your energy. And when I say let it go, I meant let this feeling of feeling as if I had to keep wrestling against the current, like going upstream. And when I started, quote unquote, chasing the dream, I just started writing it down. Every day I would write it down and I would just verbalize it to people. You know, one day I I, I think that children should be able to have more time to play outside. I believe that children should be able to collaborate more. Why are we teaching this? Why aren't we teaching economics? Why aren't we teaching real world situations? How come we're having our students inside majority of the day? They should be outside breathing in the fresh air, learning, gardening, more community service. And my teacher friends would be like, I know, I know. And I would say, I'm just going to do this. Do you want to do this? And we're like, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of a joke at first, but I kept planting the seed and I'm actually I still have dreams, guys. I still have so many things that I want to accomplish. Do I want to build a school that has 60 children? No, that's not my dream. I've actually had people ask me to help build a school, a pastor, and we worked on it. We were trying to find some grants and some non-for-profits, and there were a lot of hoops that we had to jump through. And I thought, well, I guess I'll never do that. But I started where I am, right here in my living room. And I do have a dream of getting a home where I can have the school in the backyard and we just have the time of our life. But I have to wait. And that's so hard. It's so hard. And if there is anyone out there that's having to wait on something that you love so much, this desire in your heart, I'm right there with you. And I can share more about that in another episode. But I just want you to know, do not be afraid to go after what it is that you need to do. And you don't even know what you need to do. Like me, probably you're like, I don't know. I just, I just need to let go of what I'm doing so that I can hold on to something else because that's what I felt in my spirit. Just let go of what you're doing. Because if you keep holding on to this rope, you are not going to know what is on the side of freedom. Stop holding on to the rope. Let it go so that you can experience what God is calling you to do, what your purpose in life is. And it's scary, I know, especially if you don't know what it looks like. Number three, I learned not to despise small beginnings. And I'm in another small beginning right now as I'm looking for a property for our home in the middle of inflation, where here in Florida, if you want to get anything that just fits the size of our family, you're looking at over half a million dollars. It's real. It's scary. It's bold. But my husband said to me last night, we've got to get those destination letters out in the hands of others, which is a part of our package. If you buy the business bundle for all of our advertising, there's the destination location letter. And ours is a little, our situation's a little bit different. You know, you can go and find a church. You can find many buildings where you can have your school. And it's just the process of speaking to those who own it. You can rent it. You can do this very economically. But that's not my dream. And my dream doesn't need to look like everybody else's dream. I don't want my school to be in a building. 
I've never had that vision. I've always seen it to be this family-like culture, and I'm going to find that house. God's going to help us find that house, but I know that we've got to get our feet moving as well. And so as we've been working on this and we have given out the destination location letter, we are right now in a situation where it feels so big because people want, if they're selling their home, like I said, at least half a million, maybe six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars for what we're looking for. So, by the way, if you know of anyone, if you are in Florida and you know of anyone who wants to sell their house and they've got a separate location in their back or they've got a big enough yard, because that's something else we face here in Florida, where we can build that house, we can build that schoolhouse, you make sure you contact me. But I'm sitting here right now with my office in my bedroom because I moved another classroom into our office area and I'm happy to do it, but I am at small beginnings and I do have to sacrifice, but I'm okay with it. No time is wasted. And God is revealing that to me. Every time we make a decision, there's drops in the bucket. We're getting our toes wet. I started reading books about business. I started reading books about home businesses. Then I started a multi-level marketing where I was selling jewelry. Don't hate me. Don't judge me. But I thought, there's got to be something else. I want to start my own business. Can I just do something? I started that before I started the school. And I'm not ashamed of it. It was all a seed. It was all the beginning of something that was bigger and bigger and bigger. My husband always tells me, we're just a seed right now. And I see the germination. One man plants, one man waters. God provides the increase. It's the law of sowing and reaping. You can find this example in nature when a seed is planted and it goes dormant for a while. And you think that I've, I've planted the seed, but I'm not seeing any growth yet. I, I just want to tear it all up and try again, but we have to wait and waiting is difficult. Trust me. I understand. Number four, I learned that just because you're not 100% prepared doesn't mean that you're reckless. You're not God. We have to stop trying to figure out all of the details and think, okay, here's my income. Here's these numbers. This is what it should look like. This is how I'm going to do it. This is the perfect location. This is how, no, I had a teacher or a a homeschool mom who was like, well, I got this barn in the backyard, but I'm going to need tons of money to fix it up. I'm like, you can do it. And look at her now. She's got over 30 students. You don't have to have everything figured out. I'm not saying that. There are some parameters that some foundational wisdom that we need here, but just because you don't have it figured out doesn't mean that you're reckless. And I think that that's maybe what we inherit, you know, thinking that in order to be a good steward, we have to have all of our ducks in a row. You'll go back and look at so many people who built businesses and they, they started from, from their garage. They started with nothing. And people thought they were crazy. They left all that they had. I mean, look at pioneers in this world that have established so much of where we live and other countries, people moving to other countries to start their dream. They don't have it all figured out. They're entering into a new territory, but at the same time, they're not reckless. We don't, we're not going to be 100% prepared. I felt the pressures of, oh my gosh, what if I leave my retirement, my insurance, But I knew that if I waited, if I kept holding onto the rope, I was never going to get let go and never experience what God had on the other side. I would have never done it if I would have had everything figured out. 
because sometimes you don't have time to figure it all out. You just don't. My first year building a school was not the prettiest out of my home. It wasn't typical. It didn't look normal. Sometimes it didn't feel normal. It was a sacrifice. I didn't have an extra space for, I didn't have any furniture. I didn't have anything ready for this school. I didn't have what I felt like I needed to have, but I did it anyways. And I showed up messy. And guess what? They came back. And guess what? It grew and more came with them. So just know that it's okay if you don't have everything figured out. And for those who think that you're crazy or think that you're irresponsible, let them think it, but don't let it detour you. Do the next thing. And number five, I'm going to have to give a shout out to my dad. He'd always say, make it happen, babe. Make it happen. He moved from Missouri to Florida, left his job after 25 years of being vested in Procter & Gamble. Couldn't take it anymore. Left, literally left so much on the table financially because he was so unhappy at what he was doing and was determined, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. He's wanted to work with his hands. He wanted to have his own electric bus- electrical business. And he moved to the beach where it was extremely expensive. He worked from his truck. He worked out of his truck with all of his tools in there, going up and down Seaside on 30A in the panhandle of Florida, just looking for work, telling people, I can, I can fix anything. I can fix your drawers. I can fix your, I can hang lights. I can hang mirrors. I can fix your electric I can hang any pictures on the wall that you need me to. I can fix a fix a broken chair. What do you need done? He made it happen. And he would always say, going to make it happen. Going to make it happen. And guess what? It wasn't easy for him either. But he did the next thing. He would just step out. And that's what we have to do. My husband had to step out and get his business. I did it. We did it at the same time. It was a scary situation. We learned a lot from it, but we're okay. Sometimes that's how it works. When we see other people doing it, it gives us the courage to do it ourselves. It gives us confidence. Everything that you do is hard until it's not hard. So it's just like exercising, lifting weights. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And the next day, you're sore. It hurts. The next day, you're still sore. It hurts. The next day, do it again, feeling a little bit more confident, getting stronger. It's just a part of life. How can it be any different to what we put our mind to or what we put our dream to? You have to keep doing hard things. I heard someone tell me the other day, she said, Mackenzie, I just feel like you're going to have to have the uncomfortable conversation. And I was like, I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to have the uncomfortable conversation. And she's like, well, then I got to tell you, you're selling out. You're selling yourself short. And you're not going to get to where you want to go because you don't want to do this hard thing. And I was like, dang it. Ugh, you're right. I have a coach and she said, everything is hard until it's not hard. And she would tell me, I expect you to break down. I expect you to get frustrated. I expect you to cry. I expect you to question. Oh, I don't want to do it. And I'm not going to get to where I need to go, where I'm supposed to be. If I don't do hard things, you can do this. You're strong enough. Even if you feel like you're not, you're brave enough. Even if you feel like you're not, and you're not alone. I pray that you are blessed. I pray that I see you over in our Facebook group and just know that you are so important. You're so loved and you're so capable of great things. 
Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.